Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget to subscribe and never miss an episode. And in this episode, we are looking at tackling the problems at the level of your client. We're going to be talking heavily about sales right now, about your proposition. We're going to be talking about the conversations that you're having with your clients, whether it's through your messaging, your communications, or face-to-face. And specifically, the model that we're going to be leaning on is a model from a great guy called Don Beck. I was fortunate enough to hear Don speak many, many years ago before I set up Bigger, Brighter, Boulder, and uh, I had a quick chat with him afterwards, bought his book. He's an incredibly inspiring guy. If you read his book, look into the guy, I mean, the, the problems that he was involved in tackling, I tell you now, if you're thinking, you know, like your, your neighbor dispute is a struggle for you to try and navigate through, then uh, you should look at some of the stuff this guy's worked on. He's been involved in some, if not many, of the huge geopolitical, I say nightmares to navigate through. And his big thing is Spiral Dynamics. Now, he created Spiral Dynamics in conjunction with a lot of the work that he was doing with his mentor, Claire W. Graves. And together, they really came up, and I'm going to dumb this down as much as I possibly can, because I'll be honest with you, it's so highbrow, I don't really get it at the highest level. But what I took away from Don's talk, and what I took away from the book, is the, I suppose in its simplest terms, you tackle the problem at the level of the sophistication of the person with the least level of sophistication. I am probably massively doing him a huge injustice in explaining that that. He went to great depths to make it sound, and it wasn't just making it sound because it's not, but I'm making it sound a little bit like it is, the idea that one is better than the other and that more sophistication is better than less sophistication. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to do it justice in the way that he did, but he talks about things in this terms of spiral dynamics, which is it's not necessarily about one being better than the other. It's more about the level of evolution, how things have evolved. So for example, we would say that in this country, the UK, that we were slightly more evolved in terms of democracy, etc., there's some other parts of the world. And we would definitely say that there's some other parts of Europe, for example, that are definitely ahead of us in terms of their evolutions, right? It's not saying that we're better than some and they're better than us. It's just understanding and acknowledging that people come at problems from a different level of sophistication. And it's really important to understand this because in day-to-day life, we do the same thing as well. When you're talking to your kids, for example, you don't talk down to your kids or you try not to talk down to your kids. You talk to your kids at the level that your kids will understand. If you bring the degree of sophistication of life and understanding and language that you possess to your three-year-old, I think I might argue that your expectations of them are a little bit high. So good parenting isn't about talking down to your child. It's about meeting your child at the level 
of the sophistication of that child. In other words, their level of understanding of the problem that you are sharing with them. So if we're talking about tidying their room, for example, you can't just say to a child, a three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, I tell you now, you can't even say it to a bloody 18-year-old like mine, and just say, tidy your room, and expect to get the result that you would expect from tidying a room. Because you have maybe 20, 30 years on your child, and you're thinking, right, when I say tidy a room, I mean... And you've had, you know, a long time to work out what your standards of tidying a room are. However, you say that to a five-year-old child, don't be surprised when they shove all their toys under the bed, pull the duvet down and say, da they think it's done. Equally, if we go to our clients and our clients don't really understand, and they probably shouldn't understand to some degree the level that you understand what it is you do. So let's say you're a marketing person. You should be the smartest person in marketing in that meeting when someone's coming to you to hire you for marketing services, okay? So by the very nature they're hiring you, you have a more sophisticated understanding of marketing than they do. That's why they're there in the first place. So you get this. You wouldn't talk down to your client. It's not saying you're somehow better than your client. What you're acknowledging is that you have a higher degree of sophistication around marketing than they do, and therefore your job is to talk at the level of your client. Now, many, many business owners get this completely and utterly wrong. What they do is they bring all of their knowledge, all the sophistication of their understanding of the problem, and they talk to the client at that level. And then they wonder why the client is completely bewildered or why the client is completely overwhelmed. Ultimately, why didn't that client come back to me, purchase my services because I could have helped them and I don't understand why they didn't see that. Well, truth matter is they got completely and utterly overwhelmed. Back in episode 95, I referred to this or the example I used for this was going into Curry's or, you know, going into an electronics store to buy a TV and the owner of the shop or, you know, the person on the shop floor, and let's assume they're an expert in TVs, might be a long shot in some of the high street stores, but you get what I'm saying, they're an expert in TVs and they completely bamboozle you with all of the technological advances in televisions and et cetera, et cetera. And all you wanted was a big enough TV in the corner of the room that kind of did what the other TV did. And you're quite up for it being a slightly better TV than it was before. Your level of sophistication around the purchase of that TV in that example is far less, hopefully, than the person selling you the television But if the person selling the television comes in with all the complexities and all the nuances and everything else, they're going to completely overwhelm that person and they'll be bemused as to why the customer, the potential customer, didn't buy a television. Truth matters, they were completely and utterly overwhelmed. So you can go back and check out episode 95 as well because it ties in nicely with what we're saying here. And uh, there it was about the understanding that your client can't possibly make a purchasing decision if they don't have crystal clear clarity. Today, what we'll look at is our general communications. I want you to think about, you know, understanding what it is that you actually do at the level of your prospects. And again, episode 95 really goes nicely hand in hand in there. This episode definitely shares certain themes with that. What I wanted to bring in today was this notion of spiral dynamics. What I wanted to bring in today was this idea of not looking down at your customers, not looking at them as somehow inferior to you but equally acknowledging and understanding that their level of sophistication with the problem that you're trying to solve for them is less than what yours is. And therefore, you need to communicate at 
the level that they are coming. Now, of course, you can educate your customers and educate your clients and educate your prospects. In fact, I think you should. I think that's a big part of what I would call the consultative sale or the consultative close in business, which is you don't know what you don't know yet. So let me help you to understand the problem. And from there, I can help you understand the solution to that problem. And from there, I'll demonstrate why I am the best person you should be talking to to solve that problem. So I'm a big fan of the consultative close, a big fan of the consultative sales process, because I think it's important that we do educate our prospects. Maybe to some degree, we have to educate them because someone comes to that marketing consultant that I just referred to, and they come up and say, I need more leads then it might not be a case of that marketing person being able to just give them more leads. They may well have to have that consultation where they educate them a little bit about actually how marketing works. And of course, I understand that's your overall objective, but this is what we need to do. We do this because we get this result and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm aware that you might not sit there and say, okay, you want more leads, I give you more leads. Now, don't be wrong. This is why that kind of marketing and sales bollocks works. When you go on Facebook and Instagram and you see all those jokers and fly-by-night magic pill pushing snake oil salespeople online, we see it all the time because you know, we want it to be true. This is like, take the fat pill, you'll no longer be fat. You know, take the magic marketing pill, you no longer need to find any more leads. Let's do this and you'll have this amazing result. And of course, that marketing does work and it drives us crazy. And we don't want to get caught up in that nonsense. However, what we can learn from those people, of course, is they're doing it right in many ways, right? Which is they're tackling the problem at the level of sophistication of the purchaser. The purchaser's overweight, they're fed up with being overweight, I'm sick and tired of it, I just want it gone. So guess what? They communicate that message straight to them. That's why these you know, magic pill pushers make money online because we want it to be true. They're speaking the language of those people. Quite often those people are the most desperate people and more often than not, they're easy to be taken advantage of. And I wouldn't advocate that kind of a business model in any way, shape or form. I'm here to support the authentic, honest business owner that has integrity. However, we can learn a little bit from these guys because why is it working? We look at it, you know, let's say you're a marketing expert and then you see this advert that goes out on Instagram by some bloke who's got a bit of charisma and turns around and says, right, follow my three-step plan and you'll never have to worry about leads again. Follow my three-step, you know, Google AdWords or Facebook ads or whatever it might be program, just 2,000 pounds and you'll have more leads than you know what to do with. Download my free paper so you can have unlimited high-paying clients. You've seen this over and over again. If you're a business owner and you've ever clicked on anything like this on Facebook or Instagram, you are inundated with this kind of message. And if you are a person that's in the same industry, it probably drives you absolutely nuts. My industry is absolutely rife with this. You know, the personal development, the business growth market. Oh my God, it's rife with these people. But you know what the truth is? I have to learn from them to some degree because why is it that they're, you know, these guys are spending maybe $100,000 or pounds a month on Facebook ads. These are multi-million pound companies, right? And, you know, when you break it down, if you're an expert in what they're doing, you can look at it and think, this is just not true. There's no way you can promise this. There's no way you can be guaranteeing this. There's no way this could possibly be the actual solution that you know most clients need. And yet they're making loads of money at this because guess what? They're selling at the level of the sophistication of their purchaser. They're not selling at the level of the sophistication of the problem or their solution to that problem. 
Does this make sense? And what happens is, is you're on there saying, you know, with your marketing, you need a well-rounded strategy. You need to make sure that you've got your brand in place. Once you've got your brand in place, you need your communications and your messaging in place. From there, we can develop some ads. Those ads need to be targeted to a specific avatar and blah, blah, blah. The moment you start talking like this, yes, you're right. A hundred percent, you're right. But if your client is saying, I'm desperate for more leads, just give me more leads, you can see that you're missing the mark. However, the snake oil charming salesperson on Instagram turns around and sits there and says, you want more leads? Let me give you more leads, guaranteed overnight success. You'll have more leads than you ever need. Just give me X, Y, Z amount of dollars or pounds and I will take that problem away for you. And they're like, oh my God, please take that problem away from me. So what can we learn from these people? Well, you know what? It's not how they run their businesses necessarily. And also, bro, I'm not saying they're all like this, but you know what I'm talking about. In your industry, I'm sure you see people out there advertising in this way. In my industry, of course, they do as well. And our job, of course, is to separate ourselves out from these people, to separate ourselves out from, I'm calling them jokers for the time being, and to set ourselves apart as being really credible solution providers. But we don't want to be doing that by overcomplicating our communication style with our clients. So it's a very hard or tough tightrope sometimes to walk. Because you don't want to sit there and say, you know, if you're a personal trainer, come to me, I'll make you slim. You don't want to say that because you know it's not as simple as that. You know there's so many more nuances to the problem than that. You don't want to sit there and say, right, come to me, I'll give you more leads. Come to me, I'll grow your business. Come to me, I'll make you happier than you've ever been before. Come to me and I'll take that problem away. Come to me and I'll do this. I know you don't want to say those things because it kind of makes you sound a little bit like these people. But as long as you've got the credibility to back it up and as long as you've got the knowledge, the skills, the integrity, the product, the service, the education, the abilities, the skills to back it up, actually, there's a lot to be said for tackling that initial conversation with your client at that level. But what you then do is once you bring them in, then you might educate them slightly. So you make them a more sophisticated purchaser. At the very least, when they go back out in the marketplace, if they don't buy from you, at the very least, they'll be a little bit more skeptical about some of these other people. And you know what? That's not a bad thing you've done either. You know, if we didn't win a client, but we educated our client a little bit better, we should feel good about ourselves. We've saved that client from wasting money on something else. More importantly, I think we're in the process of eradicating some of that nonsense out of our industry. I think that's a good thing. I think that's a service. So let's look at your own business for the last few minutes of this episode. And I want you to think, like, who is your typical client avatar? Who is it that you typically target? Who approaches you? I want you to think in terms of what's their main problem? What is it they're trying to solve? So is it a solution that's going to give them something? Or is it a solution that's going to take something away? So let's say you provide time management training or something like that. Are they coming to you because they want to grow their business? Are they coming to you because they want more time? Or are they coming to you because they want to get rid of the pain of running around like a headless chicken? Typically, there's two things there. The pain is typically the more powerful driver. So again, you know, sometimes we're a bit reluctant to tap into that pain. I get it. But actually, it's a very powerful force. And again, if you look at these other people, quite often they have no qualms diving into the pain. If you don't do this, you're going to suffer. You're already suffering right now. Let's remove that pain. So again, we can learn from them without becoming them. 
So it's okay to tap into some of that pain as well. So what's the pain of your client? What is they're trying to solve? The pain they're trying to solve. And then what's the opportunity that's available to them? What is it they really want to achieve? Let me take away all that frustration, all that stress, all that anxiety, running around like a headless chicken, and let's bring you some order, some direction, some focus, some calm, some peace. Let's find you some more time so you can achieve what it is that you're trying to achieve, et cetera, et cetera. You know, someone's overweight. Let's get rid of that, that fat. Let's get rid of that feeling of being unhealthy. Let's do that. Let's get you living longer. Let's get you moving better. Let's get you feeling better than you've ever felt before. Let's get you in the swim, whatever it might be, right? Away from pain into the comfort, into the gain, right? So you get them out of pain into gain. If you sell just the gain, by the way, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a harder sale than if you sell to pain. So for me, you typically want to target the pain and I quickly want to move them into the opportunity that arises. So, you know, you're in business, you're struggling right now, you're frustrated right now, you can't get the business growth that you want, it's driving you nuts. You know, you might have your wife, you might have your husband, you might have people in your ear saying, you know what, go and get another job, go back, go back and get the money. You're making life too hard on you, you're making hard life, you know, too hard on us. And you know what? The truth matters, you weren't wrong when you set up your business, okay? Let's get you out of that pain place. Let's get you into a business where you can start to become a viable business. From there, let's get you into success. Let's start to give you the freedom that you want. Let's start to give you the lifestyle you want. And if you want to build that empire, guess what? Let's build that as well. And this is my tactics all the time, right? Yes, I'll touch on their pain. Why? Because that's the level that they are at. They're coming to you probably because they're in pain. They haven't got enough leads is the pain. They want more leads, ironically, is secondary to removing the pain of not having leads. I know it's the same thing, and it feels like the same thing, but when you're communicating with them, it's not the same thing. They have a pain, which is they haven't got enough money. They have a pain, which they believe the solution to that is to have more leads. Now, we could go into a whole other episode here about other solutions to that problem, but for the time being, they've come to you for leads. They've made the link that, you know, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough clients. I need more clients so I can make more money. That may or may not be true. And for that, I need more leads. Again, may or may not be true. You're a marketing person. You want to help them get more leads to solve that problem. You can't go straight into, let's make you loads of leads. What you do is you go into the pain. You sit there and say, I understand your pain. I understand this. I acknowledge this. I whatever, whatever demonstrate your understanding, your empathy, your sympathy for them, then tell them it doesn't have to be that way, show them a way forward, but keep it simple at the level they are. If someone came to you starving, like literally starving, like a hunger, and you start going into nutrients and micronutrients and macro, they just want to eat, right? They want to get rid of the hunger. That's what they want to get rid of. Once you get them out of the hunger, then we can start looking at what else is an offer to them in terms of their nutritional well-being, right? I know it's a ludicrous example, but you get my idea, right? My TV's blown up. I need a new TV. So first and foremost, I understand that. Right, let's get you a new TV. Right, that's the language. Let's get you a new TV. Brilliant. That's what they want to hear. They come in and say, right, my TV's blown up. It's not working properly, blah, blah, blah. You say, right, all optimism. Let's get you that new TV. From there, you might educate them as you go. You assess their level of sophistication. You communicate at the level of their sophistication. You educate them to the degree that you need to educate them for them to be able to make a decision, to give them the clarity of why they should be buying your product, your service, but you're always communicating at the level of the sophistication of the client and the problem as they see it and even the solution as they see it. So I'm going to give you one last example for myself. Now, you know, I'm just starting to really experiment with this idea of, you know, one minute ads and one minute content to try and get this message across. 
This message that I'm sharing with you, this, this tactic, this strategy is one that I apply normally, typically like over a day. So people come to us, they spend five hours in the room with us and I'm educating them and I'm giving them what they want and I'm, you know, delving into their pain and I'm looking at how we can solve that pain. I'm educating them. You know, a lot of what we do is mindset. Very few people come to us for mindset. They don't say, you know what? My business isn't growing. I need mindset, right? They come to you saying, you know what? My business isn't growing. I need more money. So there's no point in me sitting there saying to you, okay, well, let's look at your mindset. Because like, I haven't got time to look at my mindset. I want money. Does this make sense? So when people come to us, I know they're coming to us because they want to grow their business. They want more money. And the reason they want more money is going to be normally a degree of pain, you know, of suffering that they're in right now and a degree of ambition that they have. I want to communicate at the level of that pain and that ambition. I then educate them on things like mindset, for example, goal setting, the importance of those things. I take five hours over this, right, whilst giving them loads of value, loads of content. And then by the time they get to the end, they are a more sophisticated purchaser. Therefore, I can give them a more sophisticated solution, which is actually the real solution to their problem, which was a more sophisticated problem than they brought. Now, this is the same for your industry. I'm almost guaranteed. I almost guarantee it. You're a marketing person. They want more leads. It's never that simple. I get it. You have to educate your client to a place where they have a more sophisticated understanding of the problem so that you can offer them your more sophisticated solution to that problem. But you're always communicating at the level of the client. Otherwise, you're going to lose the client. You might make them feel stupid. You might make them feel overwhelmed. Yeah, they might think you're pompous. They might think they're not up to it. They might think you're too good for them, too important for them. They might fit all these different things are going to kick off these emotions that are going to ultimately block them from doing business with you. And then it blocks you from having them as a client. And of course, it blocks both of you from this amazing opportunity to solve this problem together. So have a think about your client. What's the pain they bring? What's the solution that they want? It might be the right solution, it might be the wrong solution, it might be a simplified version of the solution. The problem they have might be an oversimplified understanding of the problem, but that's where you have to tackle the problem and then you bring them up with you to a degree that you can. You never need to bring them up to the level of sophistication of understanding that you have. You never need to get them there. I say never, never say never, right? It's unlikely that you'll ever need to bring them up to that point. When I'm talking about success groups and I'm talking about my extreme growth masterminds, you know, I'll share a lot of information there. I'll talk to them about what it offers. And I'm always talking at their level. I'm always using their language with them so they understand my offering. I never go into the absolute nuances of why culture is so important. I'll touch on culture. I'll explain why culture is important in terms of productivity, in terms of well-being, mindset and attitude, in terms of you know sculpting the entrepreneur out of ourselves that we need to be. I'll touch on all those things, but I won't go into the science of it. I won't go into you know my 30 years experience in dealing with you know the human condition and personal performance. What I need to do is I need to lean on that stuff, give them credibility, get them to believe in me. I then need to talk to them at their language. What is it you want to do? You want to grow your business. Why do you want to grow your business? Because of this frustration, this frustration. Also, I want to achieve this. I want to grow that. Okay, let's get that pain out of the way. Let's get you that result that you want. Here's how we're going to do it at the level that they understand it. Here's how you take action. Go back and listen to episode 95. I talk about this kind of thing there. But, you know, ultimately... I am communicating at the level that they understand that. I'm delivering my solution at the level they understand that. I'm educating them to a degree 
but I never try and give them everything that I understand that's pointless, it's superfluous, they don't need to know that. What they need to know is that I understand their problem and they need to understand that I can solve that problem for them. So I keep saying it, reflect back on your own business, but I want you to do that, okay? Just take some time to really think about what we've talked about in this episode. Okay, I wish you good luck with that. Um, one of my members actually really spelled this out lovely and she came back with this sentence and the sentence she said, which I really like, which was her takeaway from this content. And she said, tackle the problem at the level of your client, not at the level of the sophistication of the solution. And I really like the way she said that, which is why, thank you, Julia, it's kind of found its way into the title of this episode. Tackle the problem at the level of your client, not at the level of the sophistication of your solution. All right, I also want to just give Don Beck a big shout out, an amazing guy. If you want to read his book, it's Spiral Dynamics. I'm not going to lie to you, it's pretty heavy going. Um, I started reading it. I'll be honest with you. I'm not the greatest reader in the world. I then moved over to Audible and I got the book on Audible a little bit easier to take that information in. Big shout out to Don Beck. If you want to read his book and get into more understanding of that content, I do advise you do it. It's amazing, amazing stuff. Um, It's just a little bit challenging. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, have an awesome one. Before we finish off, as always, I just want to remind you that the Six Figure Fast Track is there waiting for you. This is my webinar masterclass on how to take your five-figure business to six figures or more in 12 months or less. So you might be a business, a service-based business, 20, 30, 40, maybe even 50 or 60,000, but for whatever reason, you haven't yet hit 100 grand. And if you want to know what it takes to hit 100 grand, get yourself onto the Six Figure Fast Track. I really break it down. I simplify so much of what business advice is out there that really muddies the water for the small business owner. It's about doing the right things at the right time. It's about applying the right strategies at the right time. And uh, I call bullshit actually on a lot of what you might already think you need to do in order to grow your business. And maybe a lot of what you've been taught, whether it's through a business coach or a seminar or a book you've read, it's not that that information was wrong. It's not that it wasn't well-meaning. It's just that it's probably not practical advice for where you are specifically right now in your business. If that interests you, if you really are serious about growing your business, you want to hit 100K in 12 months or less, get yourself on the six-figure fast track. You'll find that at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. I'll drop the link in the description below as well so you can go straight through to that. Don't forget, hook up with me on social media. I'd love to connect with you. And uh, until Friday, as always, be successful. Leveling up extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 